Okay, we are starting a brand new series today called Baby Steps, and um, as we do, let, let me go through a list of big life topics, things that we face. So we have relationships. Let's call it a relationship with God. We also have a relationship with ourselves. We have a, re a relationship with a spouse or maybe a future spouse. We have a relationship with our family, with coworkers, with other people in general. We also have big life issues that deal with money, that deal with sex, that deal with motives, the, the motives behind our actions and our thinking, with words that we say, big life issues that deal with our personal humility or lack of it. Uh, big life issues related to truth, um, related to our heart and what we long for and what we want, related to the things we do with our hands, the places we go with our feet. These are all giant, and, and it's like it is crowding out our lives. I mean, we are surrounded constantly by big life issues every single day you face different problems. And usually we never have a problem-free life where everything is going to just be hunky-dory okay this side of heaven. We don't have a problem-free life. And it can be really devastating when we think about it because you thought perhaps that your life would be more smooth you thought perhaps that things would be a little bit easier. We had that expectation. And when our expectations do not get met, because that expectation turns out, this side of heaven, is unrealistic. An expectation of a life that will be smooth, that will be pretty fairly simple, that will be uh, not no great big bumps along the journey, it's not realistic. And that leads us to great disappointment. It leads us to having higher levels of stress. It, it makes us live our lives under duress. Realistic expectations would demand that we admit that this life is going to be difficult, sometimes extremely difficult. You know, I am in this life going to have trouble and I'm going to have struggles. All of those things that were on the screen, they are going to be there. We are going to have struggles. In each of those big areas of our lives, at times, we're going to struggle. Usually, hopefully, not all of the areas all at one time, but over the course of our lives, we will have trouble within every single one of these areas. We will have trouble at various times, all of the time, because there are so many facets to our lives. There's so many different circumstances that we face that it kind of makes success in life a moving target, makes things difficult. So that means this, in our lives, we must actively manage 
our lives if we're going to get to a better life. And that means we have to actively take charge. If we don't take charge, guess what? We know this. Someone else in your life is going to take charge of you. If you don't take charge of your circumstances, then your circumstances will run your life. You see, you are the driver every single day in your life. So in this series, we are asking you to take the wheel. We're asking you to take the baby steps. You're responsible. So please, along with us, even as I'm struggling and I'm trying, through this series, will you keep taking the next wise step? You see, if you stop managing your life, you're going to continue to be tossed around by every turn and every whim of life. You'll continue to feel out of control. And, and there's a reason why we feel out of control. Because you are not in control. You see, we have often given control of our lives to the people and the circumstances around us. Everything around us. And God doesn't want us to be tossed around in this life. In fact, God has offered to give you everything that you need for your life in your life. Everything that you need to make the next wise decision, to take the next right step, the next wise step. He's given you everything that you need. Let's jump into Proverbs chapter 5. Listen as we read a few of these verses. Here's verse number 1. It says, my son, now this is the, the wisdom writer here who's writing this. My son, pay attention to my wisdom. In other words, wake up. Quit sleeping when God has class in session. He says, wake up. My son, pay attention to my wisdom. Listen closely to my understanding. Now in verse 2, so that you may maintain discretion. In other words, maintain means something has to be going on all the time for this to work right, for you to take the next wise step. At any point, if you stop listening to God and you stop listening to his wisdom, you will step off of his path. You see, managing our lives under the wisdom of God is not a one-time decision. It's not something we say, yes, I, 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 it's not something you write on your connection card that says, I will do this. I'm committed for life. I'm going to do the next wise thing for life. It's not a one-time decision. This side of heaven, we will never be cured of our human nature, this side of heaven. It's there. Your human nature, my human nature, it will always be there. It will always be with us. So that is why we must manage our human nature. And we do that with God's wisdom, with God's help, moment by moment, situation by situation, day after day. That's why the wisdom writer said this. 
He said, listen closely to my understanding so that you may maintain discretion. And he goes on, and your lips safeguard knowledge. You see, this side of heaven, our life is not cured. This side of heaven, it is not cured. Our lives are instead, they are managed. Managed by one baby step at a time. By taking, moment by moment, the next wise step. We often think of ourselves in life as the customer of life. That's, that's kind of the way we feel. I'm here for the experience, right? Woohoo! What's next? Let's do this! I'm here for the experience. I'm the customer. Or we're the customer that says, oh no, what's next? What can happen next? That's the customer in life. And in this life, the customer is not always right. Look how it ends. In chapter 5, with verse 11 now. At the end of your life, you will lament when your physical body has been consumed. In other words, when you are just wasted physically. Verse 12. And you will say... Oh, how I hated discipline and how my heart despised correction. Verse 13, I didn't obey my teachers or listen closely to my mentors. Verse 14, I'm on the verge of complete ruin before my entire community. That's the consumer. When we live our lives for the experience, when we live our lives as the consumer, it leads us not down the wise path or the next right thing. We have to leave that consumer behind. The reality is we must change positions. We are not the consumer. We have to transition from being the consumer to being the manager of life because you are you are the manager of your life even if you don't want to admit it you are the manager you are not the consumer you are not the customer you aren't the customer here you are the manager so here we go think with me on this As the most valuable employee of your life, the manager, how are you doing? How are you doing as the manager of your life? We get some more help in Proverbs chapter 5, verse 21. Listen to this. For a man's, this is verse 21, for a man's ways are before the Lord's eyes. And he, God, considers all his paths. In other words, God knows exactly how you are managing and how I am managing my life. God knows. The question is, do you know? Do you know how? Verse 22. A wicked man's iniquities entrap him. He is entangled in the ropes of his own sin. Verse 23. He will die. Because there is no discipline. And he will be lost because, there, because of his... This is, this is the wisdom writer here, not me. 
because of his great stupidity. Now, let's be honest, though. Am I the only one here who has had moments in my life of great stupidity? I have. And I bet I have some company in here somewhere. Let's not ignore the facts in our life. Let's take just a moment here and, and let's evaluate your most valuable employee, you, the manager of your life, okay? Let, let's do that for just a moment. And let's do that right now. So let's close the office door and, and let's, let's sit down face-to-face -face with yourself and evaluate that manager. How has your life manager done? Now, here are the evaluation questions very quickly. I'm just going to read them off. They're not going to be on the screen or anything. Here are the questions. And you're asking yourself, closed door, right now in the office, you face-to-face -face with your manager. Is your life manager meeting with the boss? That would be Jesus. That is God. His scriptures. Is your life manager meeting with the boss and his words, his scriptures, every day? Or is God just your backup plan in case all the wheels come off and you don't know what to do? Good question. Here's the next one. Is your life manager keeping you safely away from stupid risks? Good question. Next one. Is your life manager putting you in a place where you can use your God-given talents and skills every day? Good question. Is your life manager creating healthy opportunities for you to advance in life? Is your life manager taking care of your health and your well-being? Physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Here's one for folks who are single. Is your life manager selecting and pursuing dating relationships with the opposite sex who love Jesus more than anything and who take seriously following Jesus and his ways? That's a big question. Here's another one for us all. Is your life manager placing you in social relationships which you give in which you give into temptation or where you can be healthy and grow? Another question. Is your life manager requiring you to reach and to stretch and to improve? Or are you allowed to just watch TV and just play? Does your life manager build moments of God-connecting quiet time into your life? Is your life manager arranging a balance of hard work and some rest. Wow. 
I mean, those, those really are great evaluation questions for your manager. And at this moment, some of you might be thinking, I, I need to fire my manager. <laughs> I need to fire, and some of you should fire <laughs> your manager. But the problem is you can't. You can never fire your life manager. You are stuck with you. So that's why you have to learn how to work with your life manager, you. You have to learn, you have to figure out how to motivate your life manager, that's you. You have to work to educate your life manager because you can't fire them. The reality is we need better results for our lives. So we must manage better. Think about this. You are not the only client. You see, you have family. You have people that you work with. You have people all around you. And all of these people are impacted by how well you manage your life. And that means this, too. That all of those people will benefit from you by you managing your life better. And that's why it must become a priority for us to do that. God is ready. And God has been waiting on you. Waiting on you to step up your management game in your life. And guess what? He is ready to train you, and he's ready to lead you. You know, we just spent five weeks in the book of Proverbs, and we were looking for God's wisdom as we were trying to solve this whole problem of us just being sick and tired of where our lives have, have ended up at this point in our lives. And today, we were in Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 5 today. And we're going to be in Proverbs for the next few weeks. Because we are trying now to develop the habit of taking baby steps of wisdom. Taking those steps every single day with God. And God wants to guide you. Are you ready? I mean, just look at the rest of Proverbs chapter 5. God wants to give you baby steps to manage your sexual integrity. Proverbs chapter 5, they're all there. Then the next chapter, Proverbs chapter 6, God wants to give you baby steps to manage several things. Baby steps to help you manage your money. Baby steps to help you manage your time and your energy, your motives, your humility. This is all in chapter 6. Baby steps to help you manage your tongue, your hands, what you do, your feet, where you go, the truth. Baby steps to help you manage your relationships. That is all in chapter 6. And then in chapter 7 of Proverbs, God, back to sexuality again. God wants to help you manage with baby steps, your, your sexual morality. That's chapter 7. 
And then in chapter 8 in Proverbs, we go back to some groundwork, some foundations. And it talks about how uh, God, the, the call of wisdom, how wisdom calls out to everybody. And then God also here talks about how wisdom actually was created. Pretty amazing. That's in chapter 8. And then in chapter 9 of Proverbs, God gives you um, baby steps. And we talked about those actually last week at the end of the series last week. So that leads us to chapter 10. All the way from chapter 10 to chapter 31. It is a collection, almost phrase by phrase by phrase, a collection of baby steps of wisdom. And it is all there, gathered by God and given to you. This is all God created wisdom. God breathed wisdom that he has given to you. He put it there. It's not for him. It's for me. It's for you. And I can know that. And it's so easy for me to tell myself, all right, Harley, Harley, I hear you. I hear you, Harley. But listen, Harley, let's be honest. I got to focus on being a husband. I, I, I got to focus on, on being a son. I have to focus on, on being um, uh, there for, for kids and, and to meet the needs of kids. And, and, I'm, and I'm, I have a job. I have to work. I have to do things. I, I don't have time to focus on me. I don't have time to stop and do all of this, I don't have time to focus on me. I have to take care of all of this. Do you agree? Do you have some of the same struggles? Do you have some of those same pressures in your life? I bet you do. Do you have all of these things, all of these things, these big life topic issues pressing in all around you? Do you have those? And more of them in front of yourself. Day after day, they just started there, pressing in, pushing in, because they're important. And within all of these things, there are needs that must be met. Yes, I bet most of us do have these issues. The problem is, if you're anything like me, we have mismanaged our management. You see, we've been managing all of these things around us, except for our own. Now listen to this truth. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 17 says this. The wisdom writer says, the one who follows instruction is on the path of life, but the one who rejects correction goes astray. If you will take care of yourself, if you will manage yourself, you will then have something left to give to the other roles. But if I sacrifice taking care of myself, 
I will not be there emotionally. I will not be there physically when those people and those needs around me, when I am needed, I won't be there if I have not taken care of myself. Now, to keep from cheating them, I must take care of myself. I must become healthy by managing my life better. The baby steps we're suggesting this week. Will you be determined? To place your life under new management. And obviously we're talking about following Jesus and following his ways. We're obviously talking about you managing your life in a different way. As you pursue Jesus. As you stay close to Jesus moment by moment by moment. And his spirit. The word tells us his spirit will guide you and his spirit will give you the wisdom you need moment by moment by moment. He will if you chase it down, if you pursue it, he will. So here are the steps we're suggesting for you today. Now this this is a big list of steps, I promise you. It's a big one. But I think we could label them all as baby steps, as the next right step. Six great steps for you to make a commitment to between now and the end of summer. Six great steps as the new, improved manager of you. Here's the first one. As the new and improving manager of your life, submit to new ownership. As the manager of your life, will you submit to new ownership? Have you come to the place in your life where you have admitted to Jesus that you need his help? Do you believe that Jesus died on the cross as payment for your sins and the sins of the world? And three days later, Jesus walked out of the tomb alive, not as a ghost, not as a spirit. His heart was beating again. He was alive. Do you believe that? Then have you confessed that he is your new boss? That he is the new owner of your life? You are simply the manager. He is your boss. He is the owner. The manager reports to him. Have you done that? Have you submitted your life to new ownership? You can do that right now as I'm speaking in your heart. You admit that you need Jesus. You believe that he died for you and three days later he rose again. Have you confessed him? Will you do it right now? Confess him as your new boss, the new owner of your life. That you're simply the manager. He's the owner. And if you did that right now, would you, on the back of your connection card, before you put it in the bucket, after we sing in just a moment, would you write that on the back that you're making Jesus the boss of your life? That's the first step. Here's the next step we're asking you to take 
between now and the end of summer. As the new and improving manager of your life, will you take part in a small group? I know it sounds like just another option, but we are a church that is about small groups. If all you do is what we do here on Sunday morning, you are missing more than half of what we are about at Stuttgart Harvest Church. You're missing. Every semester that we have a small group, will you be in one? And your opportunity to sign up is right now. Will you sign up for a small group? Here's the third step. As a new and improving manager of your life, will you commit to resolve your personal problems? Resolve them rather than to just endure them or to stuff them down in your life or to ignore them and brush them aside? Will you commit to resolve them with God's help? We've heard the saying how the the house painter has the worst painted house in the neighborhood, right? You've heard that. If you address everyone else's problems and everyone else's needs, but you don't Take care of your own. You're headed for destruction. Will you make that step with us this summer? Here's the fourth one. As the new and improving manager of your life, refuse to live with unfinished emotional business. Stop piling up your pain in your life. You must learn to recognize. Listen, I am trying to learn this myself. You must learn to recognize when you are hurting. You must be able to recognize when you are angry, when you are frustrated, when you are confused. And you must learn with God's help how to call a time out in your life, in your moment, in that moment, and deal with that, that emotion and you and God. Don't pile it up. Don't pile up the pain. Deal with it as it happens. And here's the sixth step. As a new and improving manager of your life, do what you say you will do. Honor your agreements. Do what you say. As the new and improving manager of your life, do what you say that you will do. If you tell someone you will be there, be there. If you tell someone I will take care of that, take care of that. Honor your agreements. And you know what? I skipped one somewhere in there, Taylor. I know what it is. As the new and improving manager of your life? Will you attend our weekend worship experience every single weekend that you are in town? And if you miss, if you're out of town, will you listen online? And and here's the reason. We want to partner with you. But if we only see you once or twice a month, 
It's like trying to catch up with a mini-series on TV, and you don't know what's happened before. You don't know where to go. It's like showing up in the middle of a movie. It just... It doesn't work. And it's almost as, as if we're saying, God, hey, God, I'm here. Just give me credit for walking in the building and enduring Harley's voice for 30 minutes. Just give me credit for staying awake. It doesn't work that way. Will you be a part of this on our weekend as you are today? If you're in town. And will you take part in a small group? That's the experience as we are in here and in a small group. And then as we serve, that's the experience of Stuttgart Harvest Church. Oh, I hope you'll take these baby steps with us. If you continue to do in your life what you've always done, you've heard that before, haven't you? You will continue to get what you have always had but if you do different you will have different do you know why because you become different if you're following jesus and taking the next wise step of his wise path you are becoming different and most people and we all have to raise our hands at this one. Most people, we are lazy managers. And we are asking you, will you take the challenge to ramp up your management? Will you begin to require more from yourself? What can I do today to make my life better tomorrow? What's the next wise step on God's path? Make the right decision. Sometimes we have to go to work, though, and make the decision we have made. We have to make that decision right. Either way, what is the next wise step, the next right thing to do? In the last series, I, I hope you were a part of it. We learned so much. I learned so much through that series. And if you missed the last five weeks, would you go back and listen to that? And now take these baby steps from this series. They are the next wise step in this process of following Jesus. Will you join us? Let's pray. God, you told us the one who follows instruction is on the path of life. God, we want to be on your path and we want to follow your next wise step, your instruction. Because you also said the one who rejects correction goes astray. God, we are so thankful that you have given us your instruction. Thank you for leading us towards life. And if we will simply manage our lives under your authority and, and you as the owner and the boss, moment by moment, decision by decision, and if we will simply do that day by day by day, 
then God, you will see us toward your best for our lives. Jesus, give us the wisdom to know what to do with what we have heard. And we ask that you give us the courage to do that. Amen.